everyone to episode 38 of It Was All a Stream. I'm Chris Sachs here alongside my cousin Neil Carroll. Welcome, 3 8. Ready, three, eight. ready for We're this. We're closing in on that 50 episode. I don't know. We're going to have to do something special. Mark, special, special edition. I know, but it's just exciting because 38 marks our first Loki introduction. And we've got a few other important things going on. It's a good one. It's going to be a good episode. That's right. That's right. Let's let's just start talking about Loki episode one. Let's um, dive in. First, before we like dive in deep into the episode mm-hmm. and you know do spoilers and, and theories and the whole thing, overarching thoughts about what we got in episode one i i mean i think it was perfect so uh, like let's look at what we got you are reintroduced and the first scene is essentially a recap of uh the avengers is recap of you know when last we left them here's what happened he picks up the tesseract boom whoosh and then he gets picked up by the uh, TVA. So I loved seeing a little bit of recap. I love that they brought me right back to um, the movies in a way that I think was different and better than uh, WandaVision and Captain and the Winter Soldier or uh, Falcon, and you know, the Soldier. Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Like, I, I think they just, they did that better. They introduced it better. They got off to a better start. But then it was quiet. Like the first couple of minutes were kind of quite him, like figuring out what's going on and coming to grips. It wasn't jam packed action in your face. This was a, a wordy dialogue driven show while also being interesting, colorful. It created a different palette than we've seen in the other two shows. I I'm like excited. I think they're doing everything right in the, in the Marvel uh, TV world. Yeah, I absolutely love this as well. And we'll, again, we're going to really dive into it a lot more. But I just, the, the, how they set everything up, I thought was perfect. What they're setting up for the future is perfect. I love how absolutely weird yes. this show is. Like, it's so weird. Oh, um, yeah unapologetically so unapologetically so they are like taking from the far reaches of the marvel comic book canon with the tva and mobius and mobius and things like that and bringing it to the forefront of the mcu which is just anytime marvel does something like that we've seen in the past they 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 succeed um and they, they do all this, and yet within this first episode, right. the, the whole theme essentially of the episode is like, it's almost like you're sitting down and getting a lesson in philosophy and what the meaning yeah. of life is, what, Correct. what your purpose is, is everything pre-planned free will, like all of this stuff, and they're packaging it in a weird Marvel TV show. In a weird, almost 1970s, late 60s package, uh, judging from the offices. Yeah. So, like, the, the, aesthetic, the aesthetic yeah. is very, like, Mad Men yes. vibe. That's the one. That's a good I also analogy. get a lot of, like, X-Files type yeah. vibes with, with 
kind of the music and and the the opening and closing reminded me of that ness of it yeah. all um things like that yeah um it let's, was just let's... i mean it was tremendous it was you want to dive into like some some technical stuff like mobius kind let's, of mobius let's dive in let's, let's go through let's go through the episode so okay. like you mentioned we pick up right in the middle of avengers endgame Yes. When they're going back in time to get the the Avengers are there to get the Infinity Stones, the they're trying to get the stone that's in the Tesseract, and um, of course they flub that. Loki Correct. the ends up with the Tesseract in his hands and he teleports to somewhere else. We learn that somewhere else was the Gobi Desert. Correct. Where he shows up and there's a couple villagers when he lands. He lands, which was a nice little um, uh, way to honor nod. the first Iron Man, a nice nod to the first Iron Man because he kind of lands with his chains all scattered and everything, similar to right. how when Iron Man escapes and he lands and the suit is all torn apart and he's in the sand. Um, and there's a couple yeah. of villagers from the Gobi Desert that are there, and he immediately tries to lord to over them. them, right? Yes, first which I loved. Thing he does. So we're not talking Absolutely. like the Loki we saw in Infinity War, who dies no. for his brother. We are not enlightened. Loki. This is the Loki from the past, from right after the Battle of New York, where he just got mm. his butt kicked, um, and he was working which... for Thanos and trying to rule earth let's let's talk about for a second what a genius uh plot ploy that was mm -hmm. so we've we've gone through this journey of redemption with loki he does give his life for his brother he is a trickster he's gone we think he's dead he's back he gives his life blah 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 he learns his lesson that story's done this now brings him back to us in a way we can understand mm -hmm. it's they took him from the past so you know, I guess people will ask, how does that affect the events that occurred after that? You right. know, where he does give his life for that. But again, I had no problem suspending uh, belief, disbelief for that, because it's just genius. It's like, okay, so now he's still a jerk. He still wants to lord over everybody. So we need to teach him a lesson. And then we jump right into right. philosophy. Right. And so the crux, which I thought was beautiful is they just like he keeps asking him over and over in this interrogations like do you like hurting people like, right and that's this a what big, you're about that's a big thing too uh so yeah. we'll we'll get into that a little bit so hmm. we get um so loki is standing there trying to lord over people and then next thing yeah. you know split second the tva comes the time variance authority yep their the their soldiers are called the minute men which i think is different from the comic books I think they're called yeah. something else in the comic books, but I forget. But I like it's a good update to the name. I That's think true. it's a great name. Sure. Uh, the Minutemen. It's very on the yeah. nose. Um, so they come That's... and Loki's like, "Who are you?" Like the they they're saying it's Loki. It's your last chance, and he's saying, "No, it's your last chance." Right. And then he gets you know whooped, whooped, and arrested for crimes against the sacred timeline and sent back to the TVA. Meanwhile, the TVA, they set off this reset, which essentially, uh, before they leave, which essentially um, erases 
uh, right. the timeline branch the that was created. Yeah. So they do a good job of explaining this, but you kind of have to catch it. So essentially what they do is when some somebody does something that's not supposed to happen in the timeline. Anachronistic. There's, there's one timeline. So there's one line, right? If you can picture it, I'm going to try to describe right. this in audio. Linear. As best as I, I can. So there's a picture a line that's being drawn and then you draw something happens that's not supposed to happen. And then a branch is created off of that single line, right? That's what happened when Loki escaped. He wasn't supposed to escape. So they hmm. go arrest him, delete that branch. So that's no longer that branch of right. time no longer exists. And Loki now has no place because he doesn't have a timeline anymore. He's a man without a home. Right. So they arrest him and now he go he's going through all the rigmarole of being arrested by the TVA and not having any idea what's going on. So he gets shoved into this kind of elevator. They put him in his um his jail onesie. They yeah. scan him to make sure he's not a robot. That was kind of a funny bit where they're like, "Are you a organic being or are you a, a robot he's like i don't know i should i know that I, I guess i never really thought about that and he's like afraid to go through the scanner because if he's a robot it'll kill him right right um, yeah and i love that moment where he's like i don't know if i'm do people go through their lives not knowing they're robots right and that moment of hesitation is hysterical exactly um there were a lot of like little funny moments like that um with Tom Hiddleston doing a great job just going back and forth between like um, comedic and serious and dramatic. Um, So they go through all this and then finally he gets to, it's almost like a um, DMV without the line of people. Right. And he's asked to take a ticket. The person before him is a jerk and doesn't and he just takes the ticket because the soldier tells him to so then on the tv screens we see miss minutes who is a cartoon clock who essentially describes what the tva is and what's going on so it's similar to what we said there is a one single timeline right back in the past there used to be multiple different timelines and there was some sort of war between those timelines where they battled for supremacy which smacks of crisis on infinite earths to me but carry on yeah in In um in in marvel in the marvel universe it's essentially secret wars secret wars is what it is um the the newest secret wars they did it uh in the last decade they did it um, just to kind of reset the comic books. Um, and that, I think that was Jonathan Hickman who did that storyline. Um, anyways, so essentially this was like a chaos event that had the war continued on, all of existence would have ceased to exist. So right. three beings called the timekeepers decided they were going to create one timeline and they do so. And then 
they kind of lord over the timeline, making sure everything goes the way it's supposed to. And they created the TVA to monitor and help them enforce that timeline. So if there's any branches, they make Mm. sure that the branch doesn't go too far because if it does go too far, the chaos could happen again. And they call it a nexus event. Right. Which is key because we find out Wanda is a nexus being. So a nexus event is when reality changes. Right. A nexus being being wanda she is able to change reality so that's why she's called the nexus which okay and i love their explanation i love how they wrap it all together there's definitely going to be a lot of questions at the end of this episode and at the end of this series uh, and it's already started all over the internet of like you know you thought that the eternals after that trailer was how could these guys be sitting on the bench while all this craziness is going on with Thanos? And then you get the TVA, which seems to be even greater than the Eternals, sitting on the bench and just what it's. I love it because I just love living in a world where all of this is happening. But the problem is when you go from comic book, which is so vast and spread out and years apart and months apart between issues and everything, and you put it on screen where you can devour it in a matter of days, it, it does beg the question, like, what are all these people doing while this is going on? Why is no one responding? So yeah. I get that, Interwebs. I understand your, your frustration there. I share it. Yeah, it's, it's, one to... of those, it's a problem that they had in the comic books originally too, right? Yeah. Back when they first came out with Fantastic Four, with Thor... Iron Man, Captain America, all these people, what was happening was the, and a lot of the stories were taking place in New York, which is funny. Yes. Yes. And people were writing in saying, well, like, why isn't Thor there? Why? And that's why the Avengers were created in the first place. Yes. To bring these people together, to bring them together so that they could start kind of overlapping a little bit because they were in the same universe. So there's definitely like, with all of the balls that they're juggling in the MCU, yeah. there's definitely less room for mistakes mm. comparative to like comic books. I agree. Agreed. Yeah, that definitely. Less room um, for error. Anyway, so let's continue on with the episode. So let's roll. Loki watches that that uh, little infomercial. And <laughs> yeah. He's still a complete non-believer. He, he's saying it out loud. He's shouting he doesn't belong there. He's getting right. frustrated. He sees the other guy up at the front of the line who didn't take a ticket. And right. He, he's, you know, he's pretending, I tried to get a ticket and he wouldn't give it to me. And the next thing you know, one of the Minutemen evaporates literally him. evaporates him. And Loki, in a panic, looks for his he ticket to make sure he knows that he's got it. all his pockets. That is hysterical. Then we go into the courtroom. Right with loki and we meet um for the first time uh we meet ramona renslayer who Uh, is the judge um of the proceedings and she is also from the comic books that character is the love interest of kang the conqueror kang um who also has 
connections with the timekeepers in the comic books. Yes. He was there was a fourth timekeeper and he was the fourth, the fourth and he was like kicked out by the other timekeepers and banished right. to Egypt and that's how his whole stuff started. Um anyways. So we get Ravona Renslayer. We also get Mobius here. I did skip a part where Mobius they do a cut to Mobius where he's at a crime scene where the Minutemen have been attacked. Right. And he's kind of investigating. He sees there's a little girl there and she, he's like, who did this? And there's a stained glass window with a devil on the stained glass window. And she points and says that it was him. And okay. So we know that people have, the Minutemen have been attacked. Right. And Let's pause be, a second. Been, it has happened more than once. Go ahead. For, so do we want to give away the, the twist? Because it happens in the first episode, like shortly after this scene. All I will say yeah, is that it is not Mephisto. That's the thing. Because the moment she points to that, uh, that stained glass window, I'm like, oh, Okay, so that's why we've been waiting for Mephisto. It's like the devil. It's the thing, and then we find out it is not. And I think right. in this, in an excellent way, like I'm, I'm totally fine with it not being Mephisto yep. the way they did it. And people are sense. still insisting Mephisto, Mephisto, Mephisto is not going to be in the show. The creators has have said it's yep. not in the show. They already made sure we know that the person she was talking about, not Mephisto, is not Mephisto. So we're going to learn in, in a couple of minutes, or we're going to talk about it in a couple of minutes why that's the case. Yeah. So now we're back in the courtroom. He's guilty of crimes against the timeline. He's saying right. that he's not really the people that they should be after as the Avengers. He's kind of starting to learn that his destiny oh, yeah. is predetermined because they say, no, the Avengers were supposed to do what they did. You right. weren't supposed to do what you did. Um, now, as far as ta- like timeline manipulation and crimes against the TVA, Loki's kind of right. The Avengers did play fast. He's and got a good case. With got a good case. He's I'm got just a saying. good case. What? How is he supposed to know that he wasn't supposed to escape? All they're doing is going back in time. Right, and yeah. like they went back and fixed all of the timelines except for the one where they screwed up. Right, right. So, so but carry on. Anyways, so yeah, Loki's got a good case, but he's found guilty. And before he's taken away, Mobius intervenes. He can use him. So now Mobius takes him and they're in a room and they're basically going back and looking at Loki's past. Owen Wilson wants to find out, quote, what makes Loki tick, right? Right. He's trying to find out why he does what he does. He's very good at escaping what like why he wants to hurt people. How good is a mellow, less frantic than usual, white-haired Owen Wilson? Oh, especially the dynamic between Owen Wilson and Loki yes. is so fun to watch. Correct. It's so fun to watch. He is just like, because Owen Wilson can be, and usually is, you know, the, uh, you know, the, the Shanghai Noon, Shanghai Nights, uh, wedding crashers, manic, you know, small, skinny, uh, crazy, funny guy. Like the, the, the Costello in the Abbott and Costello yeah. uh, form. Mm-hmm. 
But in this, he's funny, but he's very like normal, very laid back. It's like, listen, man, this it's a laid back version of him where yes, he's like, he still has all equally, the like weird funny. quips that he does and the yes. little phrases and, and stuff he's like better, that. But it's a more like calm version. I agree. He can successfully play the same version of himself differently. And we don't get sick of it more than Vince Vaughn can. Like yeah, Vince Vaughn I tries to fair. do that guy all the time and it doesn't work. But Owen Wilson, his like his Owen Wilsonness is perfect in everything. Without a doubt. Without a yeah. doubt. Um, so we get our flashbacks. We're finding, you know, Loki's learning some stuff about himself. Yep. He's kind of saying, like, you know, he obviously wants what he deserves. He's supposed to be king of, of Earth and then the space and stuff like that. And Owen Wilson is kind of giving him jabs and things like right. that. He's like, well, for someone who is meant for all these things, you really do lose a lot. Yes. Which, well, that's right. Which was a nice Owen line. Wilson keeps knocking Loki down a peg um yep. more than one peg and loki is learning as they're talking like one he's learning a lot about himself and his mm -hmm. destiny and his purpose and that he's not as special as he convinces himself that he is right. and he's not as powerful like in this room right. he's essentially powerless so then you have um the head of the minutemen comes in and she essentially says that, oh, there was a, you know, he, she needs Mobius for a second. They step out of the room and she says that another group has been attacked. Like we should have just eliminated Loki. Like we need to go take care of this mystery who's killing these people or like catching the person who's killing these people. I know Wilson again. Uh, Mobius is Mobius. insistent that Loki, uh, this Loki is the key to helping. So Mobius goes back in and he sees, oh, Loki's gone. Right. Because he had been, he had helped Loki up when he fell. And Loki pickpocketed um, him. Loki pickpocketed him. So there's this device, there's around Loki's neck that's connected a to a little damper. remote that will. Right that will uh, reverse him in time. So you could like, if he comes after right. you, you could reverse him a few seconds. So he's back to where he started. Which again, genius. And they have a lot of fun with that. It's a fun tool yes, great to use. Device it's to visually use. appealing. It comes back. It circles back a few times in the episode. Excellent. Yeah. So Loki uses that to escape. Um, and he goes into this room, an evidence room, essentially where, uh, we see this one fun character who I don't believe, oh, Casey is his name. And um, he is basically this like existed just for the sole purpose of, I, I don't know, what would you call it? Like bureaucracy? I would like, think for so. For the purpose of monotony. Like he for is- Monotony, yes. He, his- purpose well, his creation is he he was made to like file paperwork paperwork the myth the mystical paperwork but i love that because what i think is genius is the crystallization of his lot in life and the power of this organization and what's going on 
happens when he opens up the draw of this low-level bureaucrat yes. and realizes he's got a ton of infinity stones in his desk. Yep. Because in the TVA, they're just meaningless. And then he says that some of the guys use them for paperweights. Like, for oh, paper yeah, weights. we have a ton of these. Yeah. Some, they some look people pretty. use them for pa paperweights. Yeah. So Loki had gone in to get the Tesseract back. Boom. He get he gets it, and then he sees all these Infinity yes. Stones, and he that's when it hits him. Like, what is this place? Right. And I just love that because it doesn't invalidate everything that we went through for 10 years but it does take us to a new level like phase four we're moving to a higher level and so right. i think this is perfect like some people might get salty about like well that was the whole point like for 10 years we were gathering the increases right. yeah but that's humans that's like human beings trying to stop a, a exactly. mortal threat and blah, blah blah he was a mad titan but he wasn't a god and then this going into the tva now i love it it's our first step into a new into a new plateau it's genius yeah really yeah. well put together without a doubt um so everyone's after loki yeah. loki zaps himself back to the original interrogation room and he watches the the screen because he had seen his past now he right. watches what we know to be his what his future would have been had he not escaped, which is his, him inadvertently directing his mother's killers to right. her. Um, harsh, very harsh. Uh, yeah. the events of Thor Ragnarok, him eventually repairing his relationship with his brother, um, after Odin's death, right, and then him fighting for his brother Thor uh, against Loki or against uh, Thanos and essentially being murdered for it. And he sees his death and it's now he is just full. That is the last yeah. step we needed. And it's really, really genius. Um, it's a genius way to bring us back now to the Loki. We knew mm -hmm. that we left in Endgame. Right. It's a great way to fast forward that process That's right. so that right. now we're not just with evil Loki. Now we're hey, back yes. at like he's, he's likable again. Yeah, he's likable and he's kind of uh, anti-hero Loki again. Yes. He's not just villain Loki because he's seen what he was supposed to do. And that has now That's a good point. He's yeah. gone through all of this change in a single episode as opposed to over however many movies fast tracks us back to where we want to be. Yep, without a doubt. Okay. Yeah, um, good point. Mobius comes back in the room. They're they're ready to you know work together now. Mobius Do might be able to help him, and um, he reveals that he's looking for another version of yes. Loki. Now that's the twist. Which that's again, twist. I think you know you spend a couple of minutes thinking. Mm -hmm. Okay, Mephisto, she's pointing to the devil. But then when they reveal that, I am on board. Like, it's they, they, they're giving you a Loki show, and everybody was so excited. And it's like, oh, my God, we're going to get Loki. We love Loki. Right. What's, what's not to love except one Loki, but two Lokis? Multiple like, Lokis. I, multiple Lokis. I feel like Marvel 
is just like, oh, oh, they want they want that. All right, well, that's what we're going to give them, and we're going to give them more of it. Exactly. And I just think it's genius. Like, don't overthink. Yep. Do what people want. Um. Yeah. So then we get a flash to another the the Minutemen attack that that yeah. was mentioned, um, and Loki set a trap for the Minutemen, kills them. And then right. Loki takes, and we never see Loki. It's still hooded, not revealed yep. what what they look yep. like. Is it going to be a different actor? Is it going to be like a weird, like alien version of Loki? Like, what are we getting? Could be. Um, uh, and and there's theories of of what we will get. Um, right. And essentially, it's uh, they take the the reset charge the timeline reset charge. And that's like the sixth one that they've taken or something like that. So they have some sort of plan for those timeline resets, which I would imagine is very dangerous to give that in the wrong hands because they can eliminate an entire branch of time. Yes. With just one. specific moment in time, like a la maybe uh, Loki losing in the original Avengers, you know, or, or something like that. Potentially, yes. So that's what I'm. And there is so there's history for different Lokis in the comic books. Yes. The, the way that they're doing it this time is different, and and kind of cool is a fun twist on it, right? But when we talked about it in the previous episode, there's been a kid Loki, there's been a lady Loki, there's been right. um, President Loki, King Loki, a, a bunch of different types of Lokis. He's able to change his form and everything like that so i want to get into our first rolling or trolling actually let's do it let's dive into rolling trolling and you know what let's leave loki with this and i think this is the universal opinion i would be shocked if even the internet turns on this opinion tom hiddleston is tremendous oh yeah i think we can leave it at that he was he was simultaneously like he was perfectly sinister he was perfectly relatable he was perfectly sweet and he was perfectly funny all in one episode yep like he's the perfect thank god his audition for thor did not work and that they cast him as loki exactly yeah well i'm gonna give you there is one bit of rolling or trolling for loki what do we got um the MCU Loki, so Tom mm-hmm. Hiddleston's Loki, has been confirmed to be gender fluid. Now, okay. this became a controversial thing on Twitter because you have certain people that are not okay with, and they can't sure. make sense of anything gender fluid, let alone right. a character, a, a fictional character. A fictional a character. Right. I just want to say that... This is on track with the comic books. This mm-hmm. makes sense. Sure. Loki is a fictional god who can change his form at will. Mm-hmm. That is, right. if anything is gender fluid, that a, is because Loki right. can decide to be a female version of themselves. Correct. So like the, the craze from certain people like upset with this and stuff just like you don't know what you're talking about just like right let it go 
Let it go. I agree. And here's the other thing. Like, look at any Zeus myth from ancient Greece. He turns himself into a snake to charm uh, a woman. He turns himself into a shower of gold once. He turns himself into a bull. Like, there's all these stories of, uh, particularly Zeus, because he was a, you know. A, of a, mythical a, gods, yep. Of mythical gods. But, you know, he was particularly, I guess, philandery. Um, yes. But, yeah, I mean, like, I have no, it does not, it does nothing to stunt my enjoyment of the show. Like, if they want to have some love interest that is man, woman, other, whatever in the show, if it's, if it's written well, go for it. Let's see what they do. Right. You know, I, I'm with it. Uh, I'm with you on that. Yeah, this is just, you know, people like being outraged over things. And this was right. like something that people decided to be outraged over. And it's just like, and there's not down. even a hint of it, like in the in the it's, show so far. No, it's so just, they're just pre angry. So I'm, ro- I'm trolling pre angry. It's just it's one of those things. It's not like a huge like part right. of the show. It's just something that is it's something like, it that just, just is. is. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like people right. being upset. Like if they had, I don't know, said, oh yeah, Loki has black hair. Yeah. And people are upset that Loki has black hair instead of blonde hair or something. It's just, it has no bearing really on the storyline and what you're watching. It's just is. Right. Um, Let's continue on. We have some fun rumors swirling that Tanakh Huerta who was okay. cast earlier in the year for Black Panther 2, will mm-hmm. be playing Neymar. The sub- and wait, Aaron. where was he from again? Give it to me again. So he, he's he been in, I believe he was in, um, uh, what is the, um, the, like the uh, Narcos. He, he was in Narcos, okay. I think. He's not like a huge, huge actor. Um, right. But earlier in the year, he was cast for in a mystery role for Black Panther mm. 2. People were trying to figure out, oh, who do we think he is? Um, yeah, what's now the rumors are are semi-confirming that he will be Neymar for the MCU. I, I, I'll roll with it. I mean, let's give everybody a shot to, to do their best work. You know, I don't know. I might have gone with a more name brand, but I'm willing to be... I'm willing to be wowed because they did get some less than uh, five-star actors at the beginning of our Marvel outing, and now they're all name, you know, name brand people. Yeah, even so, some in the middle. Like, look at look at what they did again with Guardians, like Chris Pratt. Yeah, exactly. That launched his like Absolutely. Hollywood career. Uh, you have. Dave Batista as well. Yes. Who like who would have thought that he would have been catapulted the way that he has been? Um, they found obscure people like Tom Holland is a bona fide right. Hollywood star, and his first role Without really question. was Spider Man. Um, so there is definitely a history of this being done, um, and I'm just excited for Neymar to be in the MCU. Like this is exciting. I, absolutely, this is exciting, news. and it makes like sense that, that his first appearance will be in Black Panther because there is a history True. between Black Panther and Neymar in the comic books, and there's been in recent years there's been the 
the war between Wakanda and Atlantis. Um, So it could be a really fun um, villain for that sequel. I agree. I agree. That could, that will be a fun villain. Because essentially like Black Panther, Black Panther also doesn't have like that many villains. They really used the three villains that the three most prominent Black Panther villains in that first movie. You have M'Baku, who is the um, like the the guy in the gorilla. He's the other. He's like kind of an anti-hero. Like in the comic books, he's an actual villain. In in the movie, he's kind of go in between. You have Claw, who's dead, right? Because he was killed by Killmonger. Who's Correct. the other big villain for Which Black is the Panther. shame because and he's dead too. He would have been fun. They're yeah. both dead. Two of his biggest villains are, are dead. Um, so Neymar is a good is a good fit. I like the route. If if that's officially what they decide to do, I like it. Yes. Um Elizabeth Olsen has confirmed that there will not be a season two of WandaVision. Okay. Well, you know what? We don't need it though. Not that it's not that it's a negative on elizabeth olsen or the show but it just needed to move us along like i don't need to revisit the wandavision world in in tv format right you know disperse that in the next set of movies bring me back like in the next movie maybe we do a a post-credit scene to agatha uh you know still with her mind you know warped out back in jersey i'm fine with that like so, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with that. Yeah, and it's pretty clear that Wanda's journey is going to be continuing in the movies. Like it's going to yes. be continuing yes. in uh, Doctor Strange. It's really that's going to be a heavy focus of that movie is what's going on right. with Wanda. It's also interesting because she's a Nexus being. You have Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which. Right. Like it's funny, Miss Minutes mentions like, oh, the multiverse was in madness, like kind of in that little cartoon in Loki. So there's definitely going to be a heavy connection between what happens in Loki and what happens in that movie. I believe I'm I'm sure there's essentially going to be that that uh, timeline war they're trying to prevent is probably going to end up happening by the end of the show. Um. Yeah, I but I agree with you that th- there's no I'm rolling with the like there not being a need for a, a second season of WandaVision. Um, the upcoming She Hulk Disney Plus series has added right. Jamila Jamil, uh, who starred in The Good Place, and she is going to be playing the villain uh, Titania. Okay. That is a classic uh, She-Hulk villain. I'm in. Go for it. I'll I'll roll with it again. It's one of those, uh, one of those like let's let's prepare to be wowed type things. Have you seen any of the Good Place? I've seen all of the Good Place. Okay, so you know who I'm talking about. Good Place. Yes. So I have no problem with her. Like let let her come in and do something interesting with the with the spot. That show genius number one oh yeah. and she descended as well i'm very interested to see what they're going to do because essentially the the stars of this show who right will be um 
Jamila, and then you have Tatiana Maslani, who is right. playing She-Hulk. They are not large people. But right. She-Hulk and saying. Titania yes. are like huge, like physical, physically strong, like they're they're big heroes. So yes. I wonder, like, are they going to be doing a lot of CGI a la Mark Ruffalo I, and the Hulk? Because yeah. they're not quite, like, She-Hulk is not quite, like, Hulk size where she would be. Like, if you got, like, a, a, a female wrestler or a female, right. like, bodybuilder to play She-Hulk, yeah. it would make, like, it would still fit. She would be, like, physically that would be enough where you wouldn't have to do CGI. I'm just, right. I'm curious how they're going to do that. I hope they do it in the same fashion that they've done Mark Ruffalo. Cause that's working. Yeah. I wonder what if they pull a old TV show Hulk? I, it's just, you know, they go old I, school with it. That would be kind of, funny. I got to tell you, I'm not opposed. I'm not opposed. Probably, I would give that like, a chance. It probably wouldn't. They they wouldn't ever yeah. do it, but it would be very funny if they did. Correct. Um, but I'm I'm down. Let's move on to our next uh, bit of rolling or trolling. Liam Neeson. What we got. Ooh. Liam Neeson's. I love has Neeson. shut down rumors that he will be in the Obi Wan Kenobi series. He says that he has not been contacted at all. Oh. Well, I'm trolling that because I don't want that to be true. I feel like that's such a waste. There's, there's precious little that worked from the uh, prequel trilogy, okay? And I feel like what did work, we need to fine-tune and, and have more of. Qui-Gon universally liked, like regardless of what you think of the, of the prequels, he was awesome. Yeah, I think uh, out of the all the characters, out of all the characters yeah. that succeeded in those films, were probably yeah. Qui Gon and Obi Wan. Obviously, was highlighted obviously. and and was yeah. serviced very well in those prequels. And like Mace Windu, it, it definitely. So but that's pretty much let's like see the more list. of that. Right. I I have no like that's a shame. Like I hope it's a misdirect but it's a shame if they're not going to go with him. Yeah. So I'm trolling that they didn't call him and they need to. You need to I'm get on hoping, the phone right I'm hoping it's because they're saving him for season two. I'm fine with that. Like too. you don't have because to give me everything. We're already getting, yeah. we're already getting right. Anakin and we're bringing back Christian Haydenson to right. play Darth Vader. Like I think I don't need both. Darth Vader and Qui-Gon if we're going to yeah. get like ghost force Qui-Gon in season two. I, I'm, I'm okay. I'm with you. Here's the problem. It was set up not just in the last movie or rather in, in episode three, but it was set up in the comics and it's comics in the cartoons so well that gotcha. that's what he was doing on, uh, that's what Obi-Wan was doing on Tatooine. He was communing with Qui-Gon. Mm -hmm. So at some point, and, and you know what I hope? I hope it's the last scene of the last episode of season one. You've got to hear his voice. 
And like, it could. We don't even it need could a blue be a body. misdirect too. You never know. Yeah. People say all the time, like we've been having uh, Andrew Garfield saying over and over again, he's not right. in the next Spider-Man, and it's like, come on, guy. We know you're in the next. We know you're in the next Spider-Man. Um, on, last bit for rolling or trolling. Um, the title for Aquaman two has been revealed. Um, it's going to be called Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Uh. Okay. I mean, we kind of went there. That was the whole point. Like he had to go to Africa to essentially like Atlantis or what the, like the, the forgotten dry. My question is because you are more of a DC comics guy than I am. Is there any history of this outside of Atlantis? Is there like another kingdom that hasn't been visited yet in these movies? Um, I, I, I wouldn't say that there's another kingdom that hasn't been visited. I mean, he, there are other so yes there are kingdoms there's like the fish there's the people like him who are humans that can right. breathe underwater and then there's like the fish people there's like and then the, the half fish people. half human people yeah. right but that was all kind of alluded to and dealt with um in the movie so i no this is this is kind of new there's to me there's not there really was a any forgotten... plot hints in this title yeah. is what you're saying right like the the um the What's the word I'm looking for? There was a forgotten kingdom, but we saw it in the movie. Like it had dried out. And right. That's why it became desert. That's where they, right. Yeah. There was that. And then there's where they, where um, uh, Nicole Kidman's character is banished to. There's that. Yes. Place as well. Right. Okay. Um, that does it for rolling or trolling this week. Let's talk about our suggestions from last week. I watched. The Kaminsky Method, upon your suggestion on Netflix, yes. and you watched Bo Burnham's special Inside, um, also on Netflix. Um, I certainly did. Let's start with The Kaminsky Method. Okay. Um, I watched the first two episodes and change nice. of this show, um, and it's, it's very good. Like, there right. are... It is definitely for a certain age group yeah um i can see why you like it because you are an old soul (laughs) i am indeed um but i would say like michael douglas and um oh who is the other actor alan arkin and alan arkin are doing an incredible job yes and they're like there were legitimately moments in the first two episodes where like I was tearing up. Yeah. Like it's, it's a funny show. It's silly. There's a lot of funny, but they get like, there's serious stuff. Like Michael Douglas is essentially like, he wants to be young, even though he's old, he's an, he's playing right. an acting coach and he doesn't want to face not only his death, but any, any of anyone he knows, he doesn't want to acknowledge anyone who's dying right. because that just reminds him how close he is to death to death so yes. like there was a past a friend in the past who was dying that he never went and visited before he died and now he, um alan arkin's wife has cancer and is dying right. and he hasn't been to visit her yet for the same reasons that he won't acknowledge and then eventually he does go and visit and it's very nice um and then you know things happen and um 
I, am I giving anything away? It's in the no, no, first two episodes, and then she dies yeah. by the second right. episode. Right. Might you even be by the it. end of the first episode. I don't remember. It was, yeah. I watched it back to back, so it's kind of a blur draws when it happens when. Um, draws Alan Arkin and Michael Douglas is there to take care of Alan Arkin's character. Right. It's very, very sweet. Um, and it's it's just, it's fun. Here's, Michael Douglas is yeah. doesn't have a significant other. He starts dating someone um, in his acting class. Um, and it's a fun show. That's like, uh, he, exactly. Like you and I go back a long way with Michael Douglas in Jewel of the Nile. Romancing um, the Stone. Romancing the Stone. Yeah. So I'm happy that he's doing something because it was a period there where he had actually gotten very sick. Yep. You know, he, he had survived cancer. He was out of movies for a little while. He was no longer getting the starring roles. But this reminds me of uh, Romancing the Stone, Michael Douglas. Yeah, I mean, it is definitely far and away. Like, it is a definitely different character from like Hank Pym in Ant Man. Yes, that he's been given, like he's given that role, right? Mm -hmm. But he needs to really stay in one single lane. Where in this, he's allowed to cook a little bit. He can cook a little bit. He can have fun. That's a great way to say it. I like that a lot. If if you stick with it uh, to the next season. There is a return of Kathleen Turner, his his love interest from *Romancing the Stone*. Oh, that's so, cool. That's cool. Yeah, but it is. But it's not like I get. You know, it, it's definitely for, for a certain age. It's just if you, I, this is like a nice nighttime show. Like you're just watching yeah, it as you're like, drifting off. Again, like the certain things, like the the stuff that we talked about, those were all things that I liked, right? I and they're emotional, but also they're able to make them funny as right. well. And, you know, we have had older relatives who have passed as well. So looking at it from that perspective, definitely, you can, definitely. You, you can connect with it. But then there's a certain things that luckily we haven't had to, you know, connect with yet where it's like there's the, the gags of, uh, you know, him struggling to like be able to go to the bathroom and stuff like right. that. Like that's a right. very like right. Someone else who's going through that might laugh that. at that and relate to it. I am not at that point yet, thankfully. Yeah. Um, right. I hopefully have a lot more living to do before I'm like a lot more time relating to, to some of the 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 humor in this show. Um, but it it's fun, and if you're looking at it from that perspective, like it could be uh it could be a fun watch. So I, I liked the suggestion. All right. And then you suggested Inside with Bo Burnham, which I liked. I don't know if I think it's the masterpiece that you thought it was, but I liked it was interesting. So in a nutshell, uh, over the course of COVID, you really couldn't have live shows. Broadway died. Uh, Concerts got canceled. So for comedians, how do you get, because that's it. You're a stand-up. You need an audience. You need people. So how do you do that? in a COVID world. And he basically did it like in his apartment and pieced it all together and then introed it and was saying, listen, it's the, you know, it's going to be rough cuts, but I'm putting it together. Here's what we did. Here's why I did it. I liked it. I did not realize who he was. And I told you this, like this week, I was like, I, I always thought I knew Bo Burnham, like who that was. I thought it was an older comedian. I think I was mistaking him for Bill Burr. Probably. At one point. Probably, yeah. yeah. And, similar uh, names. Sim- similar names. And so having watched it, I 
love like I love it. I like the songs. I think it's very interesting. I like I think it's very funny. Yeah. I laughed out loud several times. Um he went extremely political in the show. Um not too targeted, but political in as much as talking about white privilege, talking about um the uh staying inside, the laws governing yeah. COVID and various other he things. He doesn't he doesn't ever like pick a side right of it but he's 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 talking about it and almost giving like an from like a meta overview of how people talk about it uh 100 so like there's a whole song about like his comedy and everything from the past and how it's it's controversial and he's sorry but he's also poking fun at the fact that he has to say sorry about his past jokes and like yes poking fun at like the comedians who say that cancel culture is ruining comedy because he's like (laughs) i still doing it and i don't have to be he's just he's making fun of it's all sides yeah i like that it was well-rounded it was fun it was definitely different than i was used to in terms of um, watching a stand-up special, uh, it was well, not. It's tough to call it a stand-up special well, because right. it's it's kind of a lot of stuff. It's a yeah. somewhat stand-up. It's a one-man show. It's. I would put it in the one-man show column. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's one moment where he takes out essentially a sock and is doing a sock puppet song, and I was like, "We've derailed. We we have lost ourselves." in this in this madness but it was well done it was really i I, like i did enjoy it it was a good suggestion um i will definitely be youtubing other clips of his throughout the week as a result yeah he's he's very so he got his start actually early on um he was big on youtube yeah from doing song parodies and Actually, um, before TikTok, there was a thing right. called Vine. Yes, I remember. It was Vine. like 30 seconds. And he became Vine famous there as well. And then he started doing stand-up specials. He did a couple stand-up specials. Um, and then he mentions in the special that he was suffering from like panic attacks while on stage and he actually quit performing live for five years and then in january of 2020 decided Mm. you know what i'm in a good place mentally let me give this a shot let me go back to performing i think i can do it again and the ironic thing is that covid then this couldn't continue but this is perfect for him like this was the perfect thing to get over that. This and was get perfect. Yourself back out. I I really liked how relatable it was to yes. like being trapped. Yes. Like you. But we I have also been think... stuck in inside for however long, and yeah. this is almost like the mental here's... journey that he went through. Where it's yeah. like, but that's the thing. Like the journey. Like here's my my final like my our overarching thought on this. I believe you have to be a thinking person in order to find that funny because what he was saying was intelligent. Yes. Delivered in a funny way. And not everything was delivered in a funny way. It was just intelligent. Right. It was just intelligent. So I appreciate 
someone that's not looking for the lowest common denominator, but is like, here's what I'm trying to say. And you're either coming with me or you're not. You're either right. capable of understanding or you're not. Like George Carlin was a vastly different style than uh, Bo Burnham, but he had that same uh, way of like, this is what I'm doing. You're either following me over the line or you're not. Right. And then committed to it. So I did. Well, I liked it. Let, let's put it this way. Here's an example of one, one of the songs is called White Girl Instagram. Yes. Okay. And he's essentially the song is listing all of the things that quote unquote white girls post right. on Instagram. And then the aspect ratio changes so that it's a square, right? So that you're seeing and he's doing like, like mimicking post. like images where he puts flowers on his eyes and takes a yeah. picture and he's pretending to drink from coffee and pointing at a balloons that say he turned 30 and stuff like that. Right. Right. But then there's a, a moment and it's almost like, oh, this is kind of what this song was about. I know there's a bunch of this silliness, but then there's a moment where he talks about the post of the that the girl does for the mom who passed away. And the aspect ratio, while he's singing the what she wrote in the post for her mom and say hi to dad and like all this stuff, the aspect ratio changes to normal during that moment before he goes back into listing the ridiculous stuff. And it's like all of the stuff in the Instagram aspect ratio, that's all like the fake stuff. That's all what the person right. on social media wants you to see and it's all like them pretending and then it becomes real when she's actually giving a real post, a real dedication to her mom. So the aspect ratio changes there and you're getting the real person before going right. back to the fake person. And I think like it's stuff like that. Yeah, it's a silly song, but it's also like a really, really smart commentary on how people are using social media. Absolutely. And you're not ever getting the real person except for maybe a couple glimpses here and there. Here and there. Yeah. No, I like that. I do. That's why I thought it was a masterpiece, but well, I well, like that you well, liked it. I liked it. I did. Also, I the Jeffrey Bezos songs. Oh, my God. The Jeffrey Bezos interludes. I will have me. to put some of that in kill my me. Collection. They are so funny. He does two of oh, these wow. Jeffrey Be Bezos interludes where the first one, I guess at the time Bezos hadn't like made a bunch of money yet during the pandemic. Right. And he's basically like rooting for Bezos to beat like Bill Gates and Warren Buffett and, <laughs> and all this stuff. And then there's the second interlude where I'm guessing Bezos did something good and he's just going, congratulations. You did it. You did so it. Good. So good. It was um, all right. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Let's uh, let's indeed talk about this week's our yes suggestions. What do you got for me this week? Well, I have two things, but and I am sorry to have you do this, but I'm I'm committed to these two uh, because they're in line with Loki. All right. Okay. And I feel like you should watch one of the two. You may have seen one. I'm certain you haven't seen the other. Here are your two choices. Choice one is Catch Me If You Can. Have you seen that film? Um, I have seen a couple bits and pieces, but that's it. Okay. 
but that's, you know, it's your boy, Tom Hanks and it's Leo DiCaprio. And basically it's, he's escaping. He's a smart guy who's escaping disguises and all this stuff. So it's similar to Loki, like bouncing around. They got to chase him. The other one is a rom-com starring Meryl Streep circa the nineties called defending your life. Hmm. Okay. Here's what it is. Spoilers. They die. These two people, man and the woman, but they don't know each other yet. They die, but you don't go right to heaven. You go to this like courthouse in the sky in this like town and you have to defend your life. Yep. You know, and they they hire who's the co-star. Uh, Albert Brooks. Uh, it's Albert Brooks. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So they're, it's like Loki where they're showing him clips of his life and he's got to defend his position to a degree. Right. So I would be happy with you choosing either. The problem is on Amazon, you will have to spend $2. For either one. But I, I truly believe they're both worth it. I tried to find a free streaming one. Okay. But- for the for the beginning for our first Loki episode, I think, you know, look if you could find it on like Two B TV or something, Tubby TV, they might have it there. Uh, but gotcha. either one, I think, is perfect for the the themes that we're settling in for for the upcoming weeks. Okay, so I could do. Um, I think what I'm going to do, I think I'm going to do um, Catch Me If You Can. All right. Catch Me If You Can. Catch Me If You Can. And because I think what I'm going to do is I think I can watch this on potentially on Peacock if it's not oh, a okay. premium. Um, right. If it's Thanks. not one of their premium options, I could watch it with commercials. Or what I can do is it looks like this is also on Paramount+. Plus. Okay. So I'll just subscribe to Paramount Plus for like a month. There you go. Why not? And check out what's going on there and then cancel it. Um, There you go. Ba-boom. So that is what I'm going to do. So I'm going to watch Catch Me If You Can. Also, because how how could I resist a Tom Hanks? You got to watch. My favorite. I have no problem with that. All right. Excellent film. My suggestion for you this week. Yes, sir. Is a TV show. Ah. It's a... I believe it's a mini series right now. Okay. Um, but the, you know, it was very successful. So they may try to force a, um, they may try to force a season two, season two, you know, one of those, um, right. it is only seven episodes long. I'm ready for each this. episode is an hour. Okay. It is starring the great Kate Winslet. I enjoy a Kate Winslet. It's on HBO Max. I. It is a murder mystery that takes place in Philadelphia. Ooh. The accents are tremendous. All right. Um, like they pronounce water like water. Water. It's great. Kate Winslet does an amazing job. Everyone does an amazing job with the accent. You've got Kate Winslet in this. You've got uh, Jean Smart plays her mother. She does a very, very good job. Um, Guy Pierce is okay. in this. Um, I'm trying to see if there's anyone else. There's going to be a lot of familiar faces. Right, as I watch it. As you watch it, you also have um, Evan Peters 
I'm there. Uh, it's a murder mystery in Philadelphia. It's called Mayor of East Town. Oh, everybody keeps talking about that. I got to watch it. Okay. okay. It's, it's phenomenal. It's so good. The Mayor first of... episode is, is set up. Right. The first episode is really just establishing, okay, what the relationships are and the dynamics right. are within town. So do at least two episodes. You have to do minimum two episodes of this show. Yeah. By the end of the first episode, you're going to, like, it's not spoiling anything. You're going to have the murder revealed. Right. That the murder has taken place and Kate Winslet is being called to in to investigate the murder. But Got it. That doesn't happen to the until the very end, so it doesn't okay. get going. I'm telling you, once you start on the second episode, you're gonna binge it. All I right. watched this I'm show down. in in a night and a day. I literally Challenge watched. Accepted. I think I did like four episodes one night, and then I was like, "Well, shoot!" And while I was working, I I did the next three the following day. All right, I can be down for that. Cool. So, I am going to watch Catch Me If You Can. You are going to watch Mayor of Easttown. And um, until next time, we are going to do uh, Loki episode two next week. Uh, very excited for that. And we'll do some more rolling or trolling. If you are enjoying It Was All a Stream, please consider subscribing wherever it is that you're listening. We are on all of the major uh podcast platforms including apple and spotify um please rate and review where you can we are also on neil's incredible website glued to the screen.com that's glued the number two the screen.com with that being said neil what do you have to say to the people stream on